0: people like you and Mark, I have endless empathy, endless presence, and endless wanting to understand how their brains work. So that's to me what being present is, is genuinely want to understand the the person that you're talking about.
1: You're listening to Banking on Digital Growth with James Robert Lay
2: Greetings and hello, I am James Robert Lay, and welcome to episode 292 of the Banking on Digital Growth Podcast. Today's episode is part of the Exponential Insight series, and I'm excited to welcome back Justin Breen to the show along with Mark Fujiwara. Justin is the founder and CEO of Brepic Communications and author of Epic Business, which we discussed on a previous podcast episode, as well as the new book Epic Life: How to Build Collaborative Global Companies While Putting Your Loved Ones First. And this, is this idea of collaboration where Mark joins today's conversation because Mark is a certified portfolio manager. He's also the co-author of the new book, Superior Results, maximizing the value of your family office just like the super rich. And today we're going to dive into how collaboration, specifically collaboration within financial services, can unlock exponential growth opportunities for you, dear listeners, so that you can continue to maximize growth at your bank, at your credit union, or at your FinTech. Justin, Mark, welcome to the show. It is good to share time with both of you today. Thanks, James, great to be here. Before we get into talking about exponential growth opportunities rooted in collaboration, something that the two of you have been doing together, what is good in your world right now personally Or professionally, it's always your pick to get started on a positive note. Justin, what's good for you?
0: Well, one, it's great to be here again. And it's fascinating to see what happens through time with with evolution. And Mm. like when you have the right mindset, like all these cool things happen. So this interview is a representation of that. And then uh, the other day, I I just got uh, just invited to go to uh, Necker Island for a week to hang out with... um, Branson and uh, (laughs) like, you know, I was a journalist for 20 years and started first company six years ago with, (laughs) with zero business background. So now I'm, you know, going to Necker Island. I'm like, Oh, how did this happen? So I always try to celebrate successes and appreciate, you know, the growth process.
2: Well, I would say it's the result of, of, of attitude. It's a result of gratitude and it's a result. And you said it before, it's a result of mindset. So all three of those things combine. that puts you on a trajectory to create a future that is exponentially far bigger than what we're experiencing right now in the present moment. You know, if you think about that horizon line, 30 years, some might look back and lament saying, that's a long time. But I think you're just now getting started. The next 30 years will be 10 times, 100 times greater than what you experienced over the first 30. So it's a matter of perspective. And I think that's what is going to make this conversation today very unique because you have 30 years of experience within financial services and you and Justin have been collaborating to create new opportunities by combining capabilities. Justin, in, in your latest book, Epic Life, you write about the collaboration that you and, and Mark have been working on. And, and you reference your Colby scores here. And Colby is something that I've talked about before on the podcast. If you don't know Colby, um, check out the conversation that I had with Audrey, who is our operations lead here. She is our certified Colby consultant to provide some perspective on that. But but Justin, you write, quote, it is perfectly collaborative as my high fact finder compliments Mark's low fact finder and his high implementer score replaces my minuscule one. You say, I don't even know how to hold a pencil right and I struggle building things that that children can do easily. Mark is a genius at building things, including the backstage parts of our company. So I want to just pause for a moment for perspective for the dear listener. And they are coming from a, a financial services. They work at a bank, they work at a credit know, they work at a fintech. Take us back into how collaboration started for you and Mark here. Since first
0: meeting in a room like this on Zoom during a strategic coach meeting, Mark's in San Francisco area, I'm in Chicago area, and you're in Texas. So Mark and I have met, um, We've met two times in person. One was at uh, the launch party uh, for company um, at Chicago Yacht Club, which was a lot of fun. And then the other time, my wife Sarah and I went to visit Mark and his wife Amy in San Francisco for a couple days. Other than that, we've done all of this on the phone or virtually. And um, the purpose of my life is to be a connecting superhero for every visionary who shares their stories with the world? So, first company is a global PR firm, only for visionaries. A couple of years ago, had this idea to create technology for that—just a, a SaaS platform for what already doing through PR. But I'm a I'm a one implementer, probably a zero if that could exist. Um, I don't know how to build anything um, except like a network. Um, and then so so I was talking to Mark about it. Um, after we had met virtually, and he's like, "Oh, that's a great idea. Uh, let's do that." And so, Mark, I would describe him as a a full backstage visionary integrator. So he's full backstage, but he's a nine quick start like you. He's a full visionary. He's just he just happens to be backstage. And then I'm a seven quick start with a six follow through. So I describe myself as an integrating visionary. So I'm front stage, but I can. I can't handle backstage. And then you're just a full, you're a full visionary, 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 nine quick start to follow through. So Mark and I are kind of both unicorns. And then we just combined our unicorn abilities to create this.
2: I think that's a key insight for the dear listener here is you're owning and you're being honest with yourself about what gives you energy, what excites you what lights you up and I think so many times we are held back and limited to achieve future growth because we're lying to ourselves we're not being truthful we're not being honest and and you mentioned here Justin that y'all have met twice in real life and um but and I'm going to quote you again Justin when it comes to Mark you developed immediate bond because you had the same mindset. Again, if you have the right mindset, it creates the right network and the right opportunities. What role, and you're coming at this from the lens of financial services, Mark, what role does mindset play to create collaboration opportunities together with others?
3: I think, um, one of the big things, and you just mentioned this, yes, we had the exact same mindset. Um, However, different Colby scores, as Justin alluded to. But the mindset, I think, if, if I were to just describe it in a way where um, we're, the, the, the ones I really get along with, and there's massive collaboration, is when you have a sense of abundance. When I say mm. abundance, you, you live your life in abundance, but but you're also very true to yourself. And I also want um, to the, – the one thing that I look for in – collaboration as well is that you know I, I have three and i'll go through them real quick three japanese principles that i abide by shoki which is true self true heart true true soul showing up as your true self high level of consciousness number two um ikigai which we all know high level of purpose ichigo ichie which is a high level of presence a high level of presence so far too often especially in my industry you get on a <laughs> zoom call with another professional and they're like you know, trying to do a transaction over here and they're watching a movie and, you know, things are going on like this. With Justin, immediately I felt that. Um, again, going back to the abundance part, we had that same mindset of, of let's just go forward on this and not try to pretend we're something we're not. And we had the same goal in mind. The other thing I'll add, a couple things, is that my dad always had an amazing judge of character and he passed that down to me. So I got that got that sense that this is a guy that I got to just hang out with. I didn't even know what he did, right? He's chatting (laughs) with me on the side here. And I was like, man, I just got to hang out. You know, the average of five people you hang out with kind of thing. I'm like, I just have to hang out with this guy. And then so happens. His idea was just through the roof with me. uh, When we started sharing that.
2: You mentioned the idea and I appreciate those Japanese principles, but I want to come back to presence. I believe in the age of AI, in the age of quote-unquote digital distraction, there is an abundance of opportunity to distract us away from being present. And one of the best presents that we can give to others is to be present with them in the present moment. What, What does it take to apply that principle of presence when there are so many other things where the mind can escape to to come back and center into and focus around, maybe it's the icky guy, the, the, the point of purpose here.
3: So I feel like I had the advantage of, of growing up with two different sets of grandparents, one being Chinese, one being Japanese, not saying the Chinese weren't present, but I, it occurred to me very early on when I kept going back to my um, dad and saying, why is it that I feel like it's like my birthday every single time I see grandma and grandpa on your side? You know, I see them mm. like two, three times a week. And the reason why is that we appreciate, Japanese, the appreciation of the uniqueness of the moment. So if I were to invite all, both of you over to my house, I have to treat it as a first and last time. So I always go back to how I felt when people were super present with me. When I'm on a Zoom call and that other person is super present with me. Now, it's, this is the important part, though. It can't be just for business. So when I'm with my daughter, I take Stella, for example, because that's that's what matters most to me. If I can be 100 percent present with her, I can tell you how powerful this is, too. When I am with her, I am looking to get even more present. I'm looking at her, all her features, the eyelashes, how uneven they are, how she moves her fingers when she's watching things. Here's something very cool. When she is, sometimes she's looking away, she's working on something and I'm just completely present. I'm sending her all my energy, all my love in that moment. There are times when she turns around without saying a word and gives me a big hug, returns back to where she's, what she's doing. So if you live that in all parts of your life, that's the only way you can get the full presence.
2: I want to stay on this subject because I think it's one that we're, we might be missing in certain aspects of our life. For example, you talked about it just can't be professional. It also has to be personal as well. And when you look at, and I'm writing about this in Banking on Change, my upcoming book, exponential growth is the sum of personal growth and professional growth. We can't look at them as, as independent anymore. It's about integration, When it comes to presence, Justin, I know that this has been a big area for you, too, that you've been writing about with your book, Epic Life, because the subtitle is How to Build Collaborative Global Companies While Putting Your Loved Ones First. There was a conversation on LinkedIn the other day from Ron Shevlin over at Cornerstone Advisors. And he was mentioning the idea of the out-of-office email. And now people are using an out-of-office email when they're in office just to create some space and time to not feeling like they have to reply all the time. And I said, well, what if you just rethink the whole thing? And a CEO of a community financial brand replied, well, it's just the way it is. And I replied back to that CD that CEO. I said, no. I said, it can be different because I have uninstalled email from my phone. I don't have a web browser on my phone. I literally have a dumb smartphone. What's your take on this idea of presence? And I and I want to go maybe go even, because you're saying, no, there's a better way forward here. We don't have to play by the rules. What's your take on that, Justin?
0: <laughs> there's, there's a lot of takes, a lot of takes. Okay, so uh, one, thanks for sharing that story. Uh, whoever that person was, that was the wrong answer, but the um, – a great entrepreneur will just make up her or his own rules if they don't like the rules so I don't really like following rules just like making making my own and then my brain turns everything into patterns so most of my days talking to world's top ideators and they're all over the place and then I uh, simplify everything they say into patterns so so formula for creating a successful global company is very simple as you see a problem create solution problem solve successful global company so I take that formula and what you just said about email. Well, it's annoying being bothered all the time, so just create a solution to it, solved, and then it's successful. I mean, it's the same. It's, you know, what Mark and I are doing. We're annoyed by platforms that let everyone in because at the highest level, people don't have time for that. So create a solution, problem solved, successful company. I was annoyed by PR firms for 20 years as a journalist with first company, so create a solution, problem solved. You're annoyed by the banking industry or certain parts of it, so you create a solution and group of people that are also annoyed by it, and then you collaborate with it. So it's the same, it's the same formula. And then what Mark was talking about and what you were talking about being present, um, I look at it from an empathetic approach, and I'll tell you what that means. So they're Gallup, Clifton, strength Finders. Uh, There's 34 of them. I am dead last in empathy and second to last in includer. However, however, for people like you and Mark, I have endless empathy, endless presence, and endless wanting to understand how their brains work. So that's, to me, what being present is, is genuinely want to understand the person that you're talking about. In my case, my whole day is either spending time with my family or then talking to people like you two. And I have endless empathy, endlessly wanting to understand, which is the highest form of empathy, of people like you.
1: Just like people feel stressed about money, we understand digital growth can also feel confusing, frustrating, and overwhelming. But it doesn't have to feel this way for you because you can join the Digital Growth University to gain clarity through education, to overcome the fear of the unknown, Build your team's courage with a growth strategy to eliminate the fear of change and increase your confidence with coaching to remove the fear of failure. Visit digitalgrowth.com slash university to apply.
2: That's a fantastic point when it comes to presence and empathy. I think empathy in a digital world really becomes an, an opportunity for growth. But this brings us all the way back to presence and then back to your point Justin pattern matching because when you're present in the present moment you're able to pattern match common problems that cause common people pain and then go back and look for solutions either a you create the solution or b you look for the who that has a solution that you know creates a, an exponential growth opportunity going forward which is where i want to bring this back to Justin You've been collaborating together with with Mark on this new book, Superior Results, Maximizing the Value of Your Family Office, Just Like the Super Rich. What's the story behind the story here, Justin? How did this collaboration opportunity come to be around this particular book?
0: So think about how Mark's and our, Mike Colby is totally different, yet fully collaborative. That's the yeah. same thing with this book. So... In terms of my role with the book, I did zero writing of this, zero, <laughs> because right mindset attra- attracts right network, creates right opportunities. Okay, so I said, did zero writing. The book talks about Marks and My New Company uh, being the connectivity platform for the super rich. And then the third co-author is Russ Allen Prince, who in family office space, multifamily office, I mean, he's you know he's top in world, and he's the editor of Private Wealth. Magazine, they have around 2,000 subscribers, average revenue per subscriber, which I don't care about, but most people do. It's eight figures. So then, so Russ is like, Oh, whenever you have PR partners, introduce them to me. I'll do stories on them. I'm like, Okay. So the backstory behind that is Mark and Russ had already had a collaboration. They had already had a collaboration, and then Mark and I started a collaboration, and then Russ just added me to his and Mark's collaboration. So I'm like, okay, I'm happy to be on a book and talk about the new company. Um, and then my role is just talking about the book and then connecting people like Mark and Russ to other people like Mark and Russ.
2: So there's that exponential multiplier to where you go from 2X to 10X, 10X to 100X, 100X X yeah. to 1,000X.
0: There's no limits to it, none.
2: And and I th- one of the things that I want to touch on here is... I, I think that I hear holds people back, and you're were, you were tapping into this earlier, Mark. Trust mm. the, the the need for trust, and I you know if we look at financial services today, and particularly what's happening in real time out in your neck of the woods in San Francisco with SVB, and we've got a couple of other big crises that are you know happening and. Where does trust play into all of this? Because trust is at the foundation. Even when I had Lee Richter on the previous episode, we were talking about trust and in in banking on digital growth, I, I wrote trust in the pyramid of human relationships. It's the glue that connects everything. Trust is built upon two elements. What you say, that's your words, communication. And what you do, that's your action. So how has trust played into this, particularly when you're collaborating and you've only met each other in real life twice. That could probably, I hear some people listening. I don't know if I could ever do something like that. It just doesn't <laughs> make me feel good. They're, They're true. not entrepreneurs.
0: <laughs> Those aren't entrepreneurs. <laughs> Go ahead, Mark.
3: So I think it's, it's um, as a release suggestion seeing him and the, the trust factor again, I have these advantages of of seeing character. Um, I also have an algorithm that is is kind of like the confirmation mm. if I should take on a business opportunity mm. and, and it's zero to a hundred uh, when Justin approached me with this, it was through the roof so 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 with me, the way that trust works is that um Looking for those three Japanese principles. Hmm. Okay, we got them. And, and look, because I've lived them for so long, I can tell when someone is BSing me. And so Justin checked all the boxes on that. And then he comes up with this idea. And I, and, and my heart says, hey, yeah, let's, let us let's do this. I look back at my algorithm. It's going through the roof. So now <laughs> I have double confirmation. And that is exactly how I approach external partners. Because if I have external partner resources that aren't playing by these three principles, that something, something up here saying, I don't know about that guy, uh, not, not the elite professionals who I like to play with, um, then, then we go to the next one. Now, unless we have everybody as an elite professional, three principles going in that same direction in terms of mindset and then doing for people that we can root for, the clients, the contacts, the individuals that we, part of our network that we can root for. That's how you get the exponential humongous growth and the humongous value that you deliver to these people.
2: It's a point that I want to highlight. You mentioned these three principles. Um, I think about uh, Ray Dalio in his book, Principles. We actually have four principles for exponential growth here at the Digital Growth Institute. And those have, those were the result of some pain that we experienced. <laughs> right. We didn't have principles. Um, we weren't getting the right people. Um, and then as a result, that was causing pain. But I'm a big believer you can transform pain into power Power then empowers you to be the light for other people, and in fact, be the light is our very first principle for exponential growth. So it's a it's right. a it's a fascinating point that you're making here around principles, Justin. You're shaking your head in agreement.
0: Oh yeah, well yeah, everything to me is hearing blah blah blah, and then here's answer. So when I hear the answer, I agree with the answer. But the um, the way Mark has an algorithm, which is I, I always like doing these interviews because I like to hear how Mark thinks because it's so it's collaborative, but totally different than me, but it's really, then I like to see the comparison. So his algorithm, my algorithm compared to his is someone's Colby score. It just happened a week ago, but uh, only the second person under a seven quick start uh, that ever only, there's only been two under a seven quick start that I've, that, uh, that have partnered with my firm in six, uh, firms in six years, only, and it was just the second person uh, last week. So I have found, and I'm a seven quick start. You two are both nines. I found the seven quick start is really the dividing line. Mm. Uh, And really eight, nine, and 10 is a true visionary. I can kind of game the system, but true visionary eight, nine, and 10. Those are the ones that really, for the most part, there are exceptions, but those are the ones that that really change the world. Okay, and then what you said about see the light. Okay, see the light. So lower quick starts, by the way, for the most part, they're playing not to lose. They're the banking professionals who are afraid to take chances. And that's fine. That's just most of the world. I just ignore that world. I only talk to people like Mark and you that are playing to win. Okay, so then seeing the light, seeing the light. All I do is talk to visionaries, so not business owners, not humans, not consultants, just pure visionaries. And I have not met one visionary, not one, that has not overcome at least one of the following four things most now are actually three or four. I haven't talked to anyone under three. I've only talked to two under three in the last couple of years. So here are the four things that separates visionaries from humans. One is bankruptcy or potential bankruptcy. Two, depression. Three, highest level of anxiety that you can imagine. And four, likely and or possible traumatic experiences. As a child or young adult, so for humans, consultants, business owners, those are excuse. There is no light there. There's only dark and an excuse. For entrepreneur visionary, that's where the, the light comes from. That's where that's the that's where you figure it out. That's where you find whatever you create. So it's also it's actually the essential ingredients for creating whatever you're creating.
2: That's a fascinating pattern. Um, And I would agree with your analysis of that, even just thinking about my own personal journey, my own personal experience. I want to come over to you, Mark, because you've recently talked about it was 100 days um, diving deep into this area of transformation, restoration to improve these areas of your life. Can we unpack some of that here and maybe what you learned through that experience um, and how that has helped to provide a path forward to help others?
3: This one was about seven years ago um, where, where I was just in a rut. Okay. I suffering PTSD from uh, a really tough divorce. When I say tough divorce, it wasn't my idea. Okay. So I, um, Mm. Just felt like every part of my life, pre-diabetic, I was just not running anymore, just getting out of shape. Um, I suffered imma- uh, uh, immense panic attacks, anxiety, depression all my life. And so, uh, thankfully, I had this meeting with a great business coach and we just decided to go outside my comfort zone for 100 straight days. I was. Um, mm. I had been to a mastermind where the keynote was this guy named Ja Jung, um, mm. where he got rejected for 100 days and I got... I got to do that i'm I'm kind of a jerry seinfeld don't break the chain guy so what i did was i was intentional about it i wrote down 250 ways that i can get out of my comfort zone business fitness health everything and so from that what happened was my comfort zone expanded business went through the roof qualified for the boston marathon not in running shape at all met my wife actually uh, confirmed by an algorithm, by the way, um, met my wife, who's my soulmate, <laughs> the most amazing woman I could ever possibly be with. But the most important thing is, I think it saved my life, actually, because sometime later on, in that it was like day 90, where this this nut, this thing kept popping up on my spreadsheet, and I kept on ignoring it, going to the next one. And it was to tell somebody about my mental health struggles. Mm-hmm. Tell a family member. And by the way, in my culture talking about mental health, talking about any struggle, let alone mental health struggles is taboo. So I picked up the phone, I called my cousin Gail, who's like the matriarch of the family, strong, strong woman picture, a Chinese Oprah. And um, I told her everything about how when our cousin Carson died from suicide 20 something years ago, I understood why he did it. I also had panic attacks, anxiety, So she turns around and says, I have something to share with you. Mm. Gail suffers from those same things as well. Mm. Right then and there, that just turned it. I ran out, talked to my doctor, started sharing that with anybody who will listen. And it was just the fact that I no longer felt alone. And it just put me on a path where, I got to tell you, that's the best form of therapy there is When you can stop feeling alone about this stuff. And when you tell somebody. When you tell somebody you trust. The reaction is always going to be positive. And that is going to give you the permission. And the knowledge to go forward. And tell the right people. Like I told my doctor. We need to get you on a a kind of a bridge. You know you're suffering from PTSD. You have depression. Let's put you on this bridge. Some low dose antidepressants. So um, that's. That's what came about all of this. A lot of stuff came about it, but but that was the, the biggest, most pivotal thing I, I could ever imagine.
2: Thank you for sharing that. And, you know, I don't find it to be coincidence anymore. It's probably more of a synchronicity that this conversation or this type of conversation keeps coming up on this podcast we go back to episode 274 finding the cure for for workaholism that's
0: entrepreneur life entrepreneurs are the most damaged people with the best coping skills so if you know someone that has not i'm not talking about a business owner or a consultant or if you know someone like us that has not gone through at least well really i mean three of the four everyone i talk to now is threes and fours there i haven't talked to a because what happened was when I first started, first company was still talking to employees or, or small business owners, and some of those were ones and twos. Yeah. Now it's all threes and it's all threes and fours. Not the yeah. silver spoon folks, because that's what it that's what it is. That's what it, entrepreneur life actually is.
2: And i I've been in all four, you know, and right. I'm, I I would say it's. It, Talking about them is far easier. And I, I would say the the biggest transformation on this point came from uh, a conversation with uh, Joe Polish and Dr. Gabor Mate mm. when they talk about addiction. And don't ask why the addiction. Ask why the pain. Because right. it's that idea of pain once again. And if we think about this, if we could use pain and transform that hurt – and we're all hurting to a degree. It's just a lever. Do we have the awareness? Awareness comes from presence. Right. Presence first and mm. foremost with ourself, and then it's a cycle going forward into the future. So it all comes together. Yeah, it it, it really does, and it, and it starts to click. And and this is where, if we look at reflection on the collaboration experience here, the greatest lessons that you have learned together through this mm-hmm. journey in hindsight and how the dear listener might be apply some of those lessons going forward in their own journey. Just a big lesson for you,
0: James, James, I have a, this is okay. So just I'm an eight fact finder. I'll try not to over fact find, but, but the many of the listeners probably are high fact finders as well. So when you're a journalist you're not thinking 20 years from now 20, you're thinking 20 minutes if not 20 seconds so it's like get it done get it done result 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 so entrepreneur world that's not how it works it's about being patient mm. and i am so grateful to mark and and this collaboration but mostly for mark and how his brain works is for helping me to understand um uh, what a good friend of mine. His name's Lee Benson. He's also in strategic coach. He's a full genius. Um, he talks about strategic patience. He's had multiple exits, and so understanding how things just take—they just take time—and then really understanding it from Mark's perspective because of how he had to get through compliance and how to get his book out and how to start his companies. Like it's just been really interesting to see that and then for it to actually happen and then to see the great results that most importantly come from applying that strategic patience. That has been such a gift to understand and then be able to handle it and then thrive in it. That's been a huge evolution for me.
2: Patience. That's a fantastic point of view. It's a fantastic perspective, Justin. Mark, what about you? Lessons looking back on this collaboration.
3: So I, I feel like, um, again, I'm the, a big believer in, in just surrounding yourself with the right people. Um, couple of things. One is the fact that I myself, through, in my industry, have always said, "Oh, you only collaborate your financial advisors. You collaborate with." the tax guy and and the legal guy. Right. (laughs) Insurance guy, maybe if you're like way out of the box thinking. (laughs) And I always thought that for, for many years, um, (laughs) until I met Justin and just said, no, I can really go deep and I can, he, he, he sees things one way. I see things, you know, the same way, but we're coming from two different (laughs) sides here. Right. And that's that's when you get something very powerful and unique, and you can go to the next level. The other thing I'm going to mention too. This is so I talked about how important it is to surround yourself with other people because you can feed off other people's energy. Mm-hmm. Um, I always take an inventory every 15 minutes: plus two, plus one, zero, minus one, minus two. How am I feeling? But how am I feeling after that? Right. Mm-hmm. So, but I feel like when um, I can not only hang out with people that are, give me plus two energy, but also we're collaborating on something that's exciting. That's an icky guy
1: mm. that
3: makes everything better. You know, we talk about presence being just a 24 seven value that you, sh- you have to, you know, carry over from personal business back to personal. This is the same way. I got to tell you, I'm a better dad. Yeah. I'm a better spouse. I'm a better friend. I'm a better son because I'm able to go very deep with this guy. Somebody that sees eye to eye with me. We're collaborating on something that is just that will bring a ton of value to the people that we love hanging out with. Mm. That puts it to another level. So I go upstairs every day at five o'clock and I'm my best self with with my daughter Stella.
2: That comes down your you you're caring and that's another acronym because it's how this ADD mind processes the world, it's acronyms, and CARE, the very first C, is you're committing to a cause far greater than the present moment, which connects back to to Justin, that takes patience, that takes perseverance as we start to wrap up, I always like to send the dear listener off with something small, something practical that they can apply on their own journey of growth. Mm -hmm. And because we've been talking about collaboration here, thinking about financial brand leaders, banker, banks, credit unions, FinTech, what's one small thing that they can do to make progress on their own collaboration journeys? One small thing, Justin, what would that be?
0: Okay, sure. So I simplify everything to patterns. So And then you asked at the start of this interview, like the positive thing. So, going to Necker Island to hang out with Richard, Sir Richard Branson, and top entrepreneurs on the planet, that'll be fun. So, but it has to do with the, the answer to your question. So, I keep making bigger investments in smaller rooms, but the people in those rooms are making bigger impact. So, bigger check, bigger investment to be in smaller rooms. People in those rooms are making bigger impact. So, basic, and the company Mark and I created is. Uh, bigger check, smaller room, bigger impact, people in those rooms. And then so that allows me to spend biggest check, uh, biggest investment in smallest room, which is my family, where I can make the most impact. So it's the Uh, same formula, just used in a different
2: way. It's about investing in a future bigger than the present moment into the things that matter most to us. Great, great point, Justin. Mark, what about you?
3: All right. So I'm a student on, on... just like Justin, in terms of relationships and what works and what doesn't, I have algorithms for everything, and I, I figure out like what really works. Like, you know, getting in a room with somebody and they're just looking to sell their uh, nine-figure company, and it usually takes ten minutes, uh, ten meetings of hour and a half each, and you do it in sixty-five minutes. You do it in sixty-five minutes. So what? What? What happened? Or you you collaborate with someone like Justin, and I've had this before where. You collaborate on the first meeting, and all of a sudden, you guys see eye to eye, and you're going, you're, you're just taking off what would have taken six months. Now, I'm going to break it down here and I'm going to explain each one. It has to do with uh, thinking about the end goal, empathy of the other individual. The end goal, the finish line is benefit to the other individual, yeah, 20%, which means 20%. You talk 80% them talk. And if you're in the room with somebody, you're going to be asking each other questions. And that's the best way. That's when you know that you have something magical there. And the last thing I'll tell you is listen to Bruno Mars. No, this is not a plug on Bruno Mars is that whenever this is my routine, before I get into a meeting of somebody new, somebody I've already talked to before. I, 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 in, in the one instance where, um, had a one meeting with the nine figure business owner, um, I did not over-prepare for the meeting. In fact, I did not prepare for the meeting at all. I was playing uh, which we call dinosaur stuffy races around my office with my little girl Stella at the time, two years old at the time. And we were listening to a playlist, and Bruno Mars just kept playing over and over and over again. And all of a sudden, the alarm goes off, and I'm like, oh, man, I got I to gotta get on this call, so I jump on. And it's just like, I got to tell you, I didn't really – know much or anything about this, this guy, but it worked out well because I had no, know this, no scripts, no, like, oh, I know your dog's name. And that's kind of freaky actually. But when you could, that gives you the ability to show up as your true self. So that's my, uh, words of wisdom there.
2: To frame that it's going all in on people getting really good at asking really good questions, listening to what they're saying, but then also just learning through observation Um, and what, what are they saying, but not saying it, maybe it's something else and bringing your full authentic self and just being present in that present moment. Thank you for your presence, both of you today, to share your experiences on collaboration, not just from theory, but from practically applying it in the real world to create exponential value for other people if someone's listening they want to continue the conversation or or perhaps just get the books you're both authors justin you have two books where can they get those books justin
0: thank you i appreciate that epic life and and epic business they're all wherever you can get books
2: highly recommend them and catch the conversation justin and i had before um when we were talking about epic life uh mark what about you where can, where can the dear listener grab your a copy of your book
3: so by the time this podcast airs um, it will be out uh, most likely hopefully on Amazon <laughs> superior results um, I also am in the process of doing an audio on that as well um, so full um, forward
2: connect with Justin, connect with Mark, learn from them both. There's a lot of knowledge. There's a lot of wisdom here. And perhaps maybe there's just some collaboration. Thank you both for joining me for another episode of Banking on Digital Growth.
0: Thank you friends. asking.
2: As always, and
1: until next time, be well, do good, and make your bed. Thank you for listening to another episode of Banking on Digital Growth with James Robert Lay. To get even more practical and proven insights along with coaching and guidance, visit digitalgrowth.com insider to join a community of growth-minded marketing and sales leaders from financial brands and fintechs. Until next time, be well and do good.